We are Notre Dame. We don't play in a conference because we would get our shit pushed in. Bear power! You have to admit, that's a pretty catchy song. I was yeah, whistling it's good a lot. For, it's good for me to like put spin, spin lyrics to it. <laughs> you are a minstrel, Tim. Yes. At least you fuckers have teams. All I have to my name is University of Tennessee, and we know how that's going. Yeah, but you guys have some nerd that drew drew a UT on his shirt, so that's cool. Ugh. I was down with that. I'm down with that. But it doesn't Dude, change the I fact that the team fucking sucks. That kid thing just got way, it was just way over the top. Like, they... He's like in he's like in fifth grade, and they've offered him, like, a, like a scholarship or something. A scholarship? The whole fucking band was wearing a shirt the game last week. They gave yeah. him a bunch of free shit, and, like, that's enough. And then they're like, and you're gonna get a free scholarship. Like, what if the kid's a fucking idiot? Right, exactly. The kid, the kid is an idiot. Do you see how he drew on that shirt? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Does he not understand how letters work? <laughs> what is he in sixth grade? He still needs like inch inch ruled, uh, it's a you know, line fucking paper. T. <laughs> yeah. How hard is it to draw a T? It's three fucking lines. No, it's not even three lines. It's two. The state of public education in fucking Tennessee. God damn it. Holy shit. Max just turned into Bill Burr there for about five seconds. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I loved it. That was fantastic. Bring the heat, Max. Or is this just this is just gonna turn into just like a personal like just hate fuck of UT this entire episode, isn't it? Because I feel like I'm gonna do that. I, I didn't bring the whiskey bottle with me this time. I just poured a very large whiskey. But uh it's gonna get dark. Can't wait. Should we get started? Yeah, Let's do sure. It. All right. Hello there and welcome back to Hold My Popcorn, where we make fun of the good movies and trash the bad ones. I'm Max Sealing in Nashville. And returning to the show after a bye week is Tim Begin. Tim, on a scale of 1 to 10, how angry are you right now? Uh, 11. <laughs> Goes all I'm going to be at 28 by the end of it. Oh, boy. It's <laughs> way past yeah. 10. Okay. Well, in Portland, Maine, we have Bill the Dream Crusher Dooley. How you doing, Bill? I am feeling terrific, Max. I, I finished this movie like 20 minutes before getting on the podcast. And let me tell you, it is an inspirational Really just feel good movie. And I'm just, I'm loving life right now. I don't know how you can say anything other than positive things about this movie. You just wait, Bill. Bill. I'm inserting, I'm inserting a rod into my voodoo doll. Of you right now. <laughs> and I Through am. Through your penis. Oh, I am enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> and in Northern California, we have the Sacktown masturbator, John Inoshack. How are you, John? <laughs> Sacramento masturbator Johnny Loveshack is here. I am the nemesis of Dream Crusher. Dream Crusher. Yeah. And I have to say that this movie is nothing more than a fucking alt-right propaganda film made in the 1970s. Um, it can total my balls for all I care. Motherfucker. I hated this movie. I was, I was so fucked up. I used this to lubricate its half flaccid dick into my brain to try to enjoy it with so much booze and it still sucked. Oof. Also, this is about a movie of someone who passed up an awesome job. That oh. is exactly what I said. I, I said, <laughs> an dude, awesome I said, job. How many fucking people in the United States would be fucking cutting <laughs> off their left nut to have his. Oh no. Uh oh, uh -oh. Wow. That's oh how angry he is. Tim broke the internet. He was so angry. Tim broke the internet. <laughs> All right. Bye, Tim. Wait, what happened? See you later, Tim. 
Well, uh, well, we'll get we'll get Tim's hot take on that, I guess, when we get around to the, to the job point. <laughs> I feel like I, I, I'm listening really hard, and I can feel like I can hear him screaming from across the country right now. <laughs> Tim just smashed his laptop over its knee. <laughs> Son of a Should bitch! Do you have any fucking idea what I would do to go work in a fucking steel oh. mill, dude? Jeez. <laughs> Oh, shit. We'll we'll give him a minute here. I'm back. I'm back. Hey. Hey. All right. right. So I've got to say, this movie is a fucking alt-right propaganda (laughs) film made by fucking Joseph Goebbels. Like, I I can't fucking deal with it. Well, let's introduce the movie first before we get into it. Shall we? God damn it, Tim. Tim, you were supposed to start back into your rage. (laughs) Oh, we'll get to it. We'll get (laughs) to it. Don't you worry. Okay, well, thankfully, we're not doing any given Sunday this week. So instead, we watched Rudy from the year 1993, starring Sean Austin, Robert Prosky, Charles Dunn, and John Favreau. In the underdog story about a man with faith, grit, and determination who overcame the obstacles of being a slow, short, suburban Indiana white man with financial security, a fiancé, and a guaranteed job with career advancement that he got through his dad <laughs> to achieve his lifelong dream of playing for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Okay, so Max, I'm going to stop you there. He's a boy. He is the definition of a man-child. This guy is like four foot tall of just like Lord of the Rings Hobbit rage with the little <laughs> fucking little chub just sticking out of his fucking pubes like it too. Imagine him in the locker room next to some of those just massive cocks. <laughs> I, I had never seen this movie movie before, so I looked him up, and I didn't know that he was fucking 28 when he finally played for Notre Dame. Shitting yes. me? Yes. Yeah. Yes. The fuck? He had a job at a fucking steel mill. <laughs> he was a blue-collar man, and yet he still seemed like he was 12. <laughs> Bury him under a fucking rock. <laughs> <laughs> But no, honestly, at that age, working in the steel industry, just being with that father, like he shouldn't have been able to touch his, to like pleasure himself because his hands are so coarse like, <laughs> or you would just strip off the skin. It's also during a recession in the, the in the seventies. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, no, I'm just waiting on the Chris Winkie biopic where he just overcame the adversity of being a professional baseball player and went in a Heisman when he was 28 with a wife and two kids. But if you think about it, if he had stayed in that steel industry, he would have been in it for like 25 years and then lost his job right before retirement, right when it was all starting to collapse. So in the long run, good play, good play. And he comes out of it with a college degree. You got to really appreciate that. Right, guys? Sure, Bill. Dude, this guy was taking fucking electives all day long. He was studying like theater class so he could star in The Hobbit (laughs) and, you know, got to wear fucking tutus and tight pants and shit like nah. So just as a little um, heads up for the the audience here, we're going to discuss this fake ass Mickey Mouse story. And then we're going to end the show with some dream crusher true facts that the movie forgot to mention, which will totally ruin this movie for you if we haven't already by that point. Because, whoa, Nelly, did they fabricate some facts in this. Uh, and then, uh, Dream Crusher! <laughs> we followed up by trivia, questions, and our ratings for the movie. So, you guys ready? Yeah. So, the yeah. movie opens up with poor little Rudy, the red-nosed dork, not being able to play with the big boys till an equally as small kid leaves and he has a chance to shine. <laughs> but instead, he falls over because he's not good at football. <laughs> and he's like three foot nothing. 
I just, I really, really enjoyed, and Tim, I know you'll back me on this, that the kid that had to leave had to leave because he had to go to work. How old is that kid? <laughs> He's like eight years old. Good, hardworking American yeah. boy right there. Love it. Terrific. Wife's on my Rudy ass. should have take taken a fucking note. Right. Stayed in the goddamn steel mill. You get a good job, you stay there. You don't leave. That kid is leaving backyard football to go to his work at the age of nine. And Rudy <laughs> leaves his job at the age of 22 to go play college football like a dum-dum. So that nine-year-old no, had no, 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 not to play college football, Bill. To go fucking chortle, chortle priest balls at a junior college in order for them to give him an A. And what what did Rudy get an A in? I don't fucking know. And, the kid and can't even write. Do you oh, see him holding the pen? He holds it like a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I have nothing to say throughout this entire podcast. I'm just going to listen to Tim just lose his shit the entire time. This is fantastic. Two years after licking the vinegar off of Priest Balls, he then finally gets into fucking Notre Dame. And then he just goes and gets all the CTE in order to get onto the practice squad because they're like, well, he's like a, basically a, 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 a like a hitting dummy. So, just you know, we don't have to pay for him. So get him on there. Tim, Tim is just he's just summarized the whole movie. That's perfect. Uh, yep. <laughs> Fuck! It's not even a football movie. That's the one thing I wanted to scream while I was watching this yesterday is that it's not a football movie. It's all him like, I'm going to ski, ski. And then like his guy is at the maintenance thing being like, you're wasting education. He's like, nah, I'm going to ski. <laughs> and that's it. That is fucking it. It's him just like bullshitting in class, having to go and be a pimp for some big Neanderthal motherfucker because he can't get his fucking dick wet. And, <laughs> and then he happens to play one game. I don't think they actually show in a full play throughout the entire fucking movie. Yeah. They don't. I just want to know why he was wearing a helmet and none of the other kids were. When he was playing backyard football? That's a good point. Yes. Because he's a spaz, which his older brother uh, says directly to him and then laughs at him. Which I loved. Why would you what give him the hard helmet? The older brother's fucking goddamn right. Anyway, well, at dinner, the whole family laughs at him after he says he's going to play at Notre Dame. It's going to be a recurring theme throughout this movie. Which, which is exactly what they should do. Here's, here's what I think. This movie... <laughs> this movie is setting a terrible example for the youth of America. We need more movies about accepting your shortcomings and realizing what your lot in life is. Well, you know, that's what we need more movies you know about. Like Ted you, Bundy. I think you, you get some some good lessons in that way that, that Rudy just unfortunately ignores. I, I think we can hit on that as we go along, but you definitely get some of that in this movie. No, I, I'm talking about accepting it, Bill, not ignoring it. <laughs> listen, I, when I was a young man, I said, I want to be the best hitter that has ever lived. And my parents, because they're dumb, decided we're not going to tell him that he's a fat ginger <laughs> who couldn't hit a fucking beach ball with a tennis racket. We're not going to tell him that. We're going to let his. We're going to let him espouse that to people, say it to people in public, embarrassing them. <laughs> I'm going to be the best hitter that's ever lived, right? And I said that to people. And you want to know what happened, Bill? I'm sitting on a couch. I'm fatter than I was back then. I have redder hair than I was back then. And I can't hit a softball in my beer league softball league. Do you want to know why? It's because I suck 
at baseball. It's because you didn't try I hard s- enough, Tim. I suck at it. If you had more heart, that's all you needed was more heart. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Heart, you should have prayed on it, Tim. Is for fucking, heart is for fucking morons. <laughs> Do we need to call a suicide hotline right <laughs> no. now? Are you looking in the mirror, Tim? I love it. <laughs> I am not I am not depressed at all. We people need to accept their goddamn shortcomings. You want to know what? People right. it, the world would be a lot better off. Accept your mediocrity. Stand in the middle of the yes, line. Please do. You're you're hitting Do you want to know what? Here's a statistical <laughs> here's a statistical fact. Most people are average. Do you want to know why most people are average? Because that's how fucking average works. Everyone's around the fucking middle of the bell curve. Not everyone's exceptional. Do you want to know why? Because if everyone was exceptional, bell curves wouldn't be a fucking thing. Tim, just to be clear, that's not how statistics work. You could have five people at a very low end of the scale, five people at a very high end of the scale, and the average be in the middle, even though no one is actually the average. So I'm just, you know, you're thinking, I think, What about the, the curve? But you're thinking of the mode. The most commonly occurring. So here's number. a great example of accepting your limitations. I don't know what the fuck Bill's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm probably not going to be a statistician. Okay. Well, fast forward to high school and then uh, senior Rudy's getting all sad about uh, having his last shitty football practice. And then he gets bullied by his dickhead priest teacher who shows Rudy some true Catholic compassion by telling him that he's too stupid to go to college and not athletic enough to play sports. See, see, Tim, you should, did you, did you really enjoy the priest's speech to him in class about dreamers and doers and how dreamers don't get anything done and doers are like the real, the real winners in life? You, that I, priest was talking to some good goddamn sense. Yes. And that priest, he gave him the speech about how not everyone is meant to go to college. And I, I like you were, when you were going on that rant by like one of the key things I have here is, man, what a better world we live in today. If people had gotten that advice. Not everyone needs to go to college. That is really important advice that yeah. needs to be said more. Yeah. This priest is talking some good goddamn sense. I like the priest. In fact, the only person the only person in this movie, it's a f- everyone in this movie is talking some good goddamn sense except for fucking Rudy. Okay, so number well, one, John, the priest you're on is the pedophile. Show? I am on the fucking show. I I was just I told you, I was just sitting back and just listening. <laughs> I've just been tugging it. Oh, dude. I, you don't even know I'm in a fucking wife beater right now, covered in sweat. <laughs> Just fucking covered in sweat, dude. My cat tried jumping on me and just fucking slid <laughs> off. It just. Mm. But now, number one, the piece, the priest is a fucking pedophile. Number two, he's a teacher. His job's to fucking inspire children to be greater than they are. He fucked that up because he fucked Rudy in the ass. And Rudy went to college because once you become enlightened with education, you actually realize and have flashbacks. You know what? That priest p- played tummy swords with me. <laughs> <laughs> So no, it was good that he went and he explored himself, probably sexually, <laughs> and realized that he got fucked by a priest. And what they didn't show you in the outtakes of this is that he went back, you know, learned everything he knew about how to hit somebody real fucking hard and then just fucking hit this guy and bit his fucking dick off. So that priest right now, he's a dead man. That's a good r- But I still fucking hate this movie and I hate Rudy <laughs> and I fucking can't deal with this shit anymore. He had a good goddamn job. <laughs> he had a great job. This is what every millennial has ever wanted. Like, oh, I can just go get a job and be able to fucking look after my entire family. But no, I want to go to ski and play football. <laughs> Fuck you. How many people in today's world would love Rudy's job? There are hundreds of millions of people in this country right now that would love Rudy's job. And he's just going to piss on it like a fucking idiot. It's because he's a dreamer, Tim, and he's got heart. Something you can never imagine. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, go go take go take the mode of a data set, Bill. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Find the square root oh, and go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is reality though. Now Rudy would just be even fatter, and he would just be going to fantasy, like fantasy Notre Dame camp, and you'd be able to live out his dream every year, and then Instagram about it. Okay, well, four years later on his 22nd birthday, Rudy now working at the same mill as his dad, gets the Notre Dame Letterman jacket from his bestie Pete. Then five minutes later, Pete dies in a mill explosion. See, if he cared about his job, he would have saved his friend, but he clearly didn't even know how to do his job. So maybe it was good that he didn't stay at the mill because there would have been a fucking body count. Just, I mean, just trail of fucking corpses behind his ass. I can't get the, the <laughs> nozzles to work. He couldn't even twist a nozzle correctly. There's no water. Lefty loosey, righty tighty. It's pretty much the same everywhere you go. It'll it'll turn. Yeah. Out. And you know what? When in doubt, take a piss on it. It works. <laughs> yep. Just whip it out. So it's definitely not cool to wear a Letterman jacket to a school you haven't been to. That's a yeah. That's a real yeah. red flag warning. It's not sign. cool to wear a Leatherman jacket. Not cool to wear a leather jacket anywhere. I'm sorry, you're right, Tim. I should that yeah. sentence should be. I think that's 18 years old is the cutoff. Right. Yep. Agreed. Uh, I also yeah. like how he saved a thousand dollars to go to school because I don't know. I mean, I know 1970s college was different, but I mean that just goes to show you the the difference. That'd be enough to yeah, you know, get be enough to get you your books for a semester now. So that's it's not cool. even enough to get you a meal card. <laughs> Well, Pete's death triggers Rudy to pursue his dream of playing for Notre Dame as he jumps on a bus and leaves his high school sweetheart and unsupportive family behind. Okay, so I'm going to jump ahead because the movie sucks so bad. Spoiler alert um, that his 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 sweetheart leaves his ass and then he has the balls to be like, the fuck? Yeah. And then just rage quit out of like Thanksgiving, which you don't leave Thanksgiving. Number one, John, they were decorating um, a tree. I'm. I'm pretty sure that was Christmas. Come on. Pay attention to the details. It's important, John. It's what we do. Jelly beans. <laughs> but then, yeah, he had the fucking balls to be upset that his brother stole her. Didn't even steal her. It was like, well, he's been gone for four fucking months. What else am I going to do? He hasn't called. He hasn't said anything. He hasn't even sent me like a Polaroid dick pic so I can remember <laughs> him by. Yeah, she's going to fucking leave you. She was already ready to get a house and settle down and have children and have you with your wonderful paying job benefits and career development and make your family also, proud. This was the fucking 70s in Indiana. They didn't let let women work until the 90s in Indiana because they're so fucking ass backwards there. So what was she going to do? Just sit on her thumb in a homeless shelter while he was off like gallivanting around getting mediocre grades at some fucking junior college? Yeah, no, good for her. She's the only one who actually knew what the fuck was going on with that. I think, I mean, she's, just, she I think she's the only goddamn adult in this fucking movie. I think we subtly get the story that Tim really wants with the older brother who gets a good job at the steel factory ends up with a, with a beautiful wife and a family and a home. Basically subtly in the background yeah. is the, the movie that Tim really wants here. Dude, he probably had a pension. I don't even know what a pension is anymore. Yeah. That's not <laughs> something that our generation knows anything about. We definitely won't know by the time it's, we're eligible for it because it won't exist. <laughs> neither will the country social won't security. God am I. Yeah. Neither will social security. Neither, neither will retirement. Dream crusher. Yeah. <laughs> Retirement's gonna retirement's gonna be suicide. <laughs> retirement's just walking into the woods and never coming back. Yeah, exactly. That's gonna be the new retirement. They'll uh, uh, they'll legalize um, assisted suicide, and that'll be retirement. Oh, calm down, Dream Crusher. Calm down. <laughs> Dream Crusher. 
<laughs> Dream Crusher! So, <laughs> Rudy meets Father Kavanaugh, who tells Rudy that he's suffering from PTSD, and then he just assumes that he's at Notre Dame at 5 a.m. because he wants to become a priest and not a walk-on with a football team. I also love, yeah, it's just, well, there's nobody here. You want to talk to a priest? Yeah. Said nobody ever. Well, that, I mean, then the guy like, says, like, you know, I, I think you should. <laughs> <laughs> Well, who the hell does he think he is? He shows up at the crack ass of dawn. The only person who's actually working right now is the security guard, and he demands to speak to somebody in admissions. What the fuck? Who do you think you are? There's not going to be anybody there until nine o'clock, you idiot. Someone's what do you think La-La you're doing? Land. Dude, this is just, Rudy is just, he has Asperger's out the yin-yang. He doesn't understand anything about like social, like social norms, what's appropriate. He's just like, I'm here. Why isn't everyone else? <laughs> He's a true millennial. I'm expecting yeah. everything I wanted. I don't understand. I don't have any money or food. Can you p- find me a place to live? Uh, who who the fuck are you? <laughs> oh, I- I'm the new football player for Notre Dame. <laughs> I already have my pads on. <laughs> Can't you tell I'm wearing this sweet jacket? You know what? You know what he needed <clears throat> that probably would have done a good job. I he needed a pocket pussy. <laughs> I feel like that because you know you ever think about that like after you uh, you know are on an over uh, on, an, on a, an overpass, <laughs> let it fly, and then everything comes into perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh huh. You ever had that Different context? Like, oh, that but was yep. a bad decision. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't worry about it. But yeah, and then everything's in perspective, and it's always like, what did I just touch myself? To? <laughs> that is true. Maybe, Maybe Rudy's never jerked off before. If he had, if he did, he would have just like. Compl- you know, come to the realization. He's like, wait a minute. I'm five, seven and 130 pounds. I'm not going to make the football team. Well, yeah, especially since the Catholic church in the fucking seventies said that you'd go blind or get warts on your hand. If you touched yourself back then. So it's true. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So this priest hooks him up pretty much. Um, I mean, kind of, he doesn't really appear to do a whole lot other than get him in, help get him into the junior varsity, whatever college he, that's like a that, lot. Well, but like it's a fucking God, stranger. He got him into a school. By the end of that point, when he's been rejected like four times, uh, you know, he's obviously known this kid pretty well for a couple of years. Like you can't get a fucking letter of recommendation from the priest at Notre Dame because I think that yeah. might hold some sway. That might help. I think it did in real life because this guy was also formerly like the president of Notre Dame. <laughs> so oh that, that yes. Yeah. Yep. That's my whole point. You don't, you're not like the head pastor, fucking pastor, head priest at Notre Dame. And you don't like, like, you don't know the president. It's a Catholic fucking school. Fucking, dude, they fucking jerk off like green on the Bible <laughs> at Notre Dame. It's because they're like, so like, oh, I'm Irish. I'm Irish. That's why I'm going to Notre Dame. And I'm Irish Catholic. <laughs> my grandparents <laughs> went, went to, once went to Notre, once went to Ireland. <laughs> Did you know I'm Irish? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Everyone who ever has ever, ever attended Notre Dame was a Notre Dame fan, thought about going to Notre Dame. It's just the most, they're the most pretentious, self-righteous, fucking annoying, self-absorbed piece of shit that's ever lived. After this, again, so Rudy, just being Rudy, barges into the Notre Dame head coach's office, fumbles through his life story and gets kicked out. Then he uh, befriends the T.A. of D-Bob, played by John Favreau, who says that he'll give him free tutoring lessons if he can get him hooked up with some younger students. 
Dun dun. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Dun dun. That. So D Bob's a moron because why do you pick the four two kid who walks around in a Leatherman jacket at a school he doesn't for a school he doesn't even go to to like help you get girls? Because that yeah, all the girls are clamoring to fucking like tweezer out his little fucking <laughs> schmeckle. <laughs> Well, Tim, didn't you see that he immediately ended up talking to a girl right at the bulletin board, which means that he must be good with girls. Mm-hmm. Come on, Tim. A girl. Yeah. A girl asked me to fucking ex- said, excuse me on the fucking MBTA this morning. Does that mean I'm also good with girls? Yeah, that's what that means. Yep. If you're John Favreau, it does. Oh, OK, <laughs> exactly. Interesting. <laughs> no idea. So he just stands over there like a fucking creepy predator, just <laughs> watching everything and not saying anything. Well, so and this is the thing that Tim Tim brought this up earlier uh, with with how old he is at this point in the movie. He's at least 22, 23 years old and he's hitting right. on he's like he's wingmanning for presumably somebody who's also like 21, 22 area to hit on 18 year old girls. Yep. I mean, legally, there's nothing wrong with that. Ugh, a little a little cringy, though. Rudy, the Jeffrey Epstein story. <laughs> Speaking of Jeffrey Epstein, apparently uh, Notre Dame covered up uh, a rape committed by a football player. So that's why uh, D-Bob or whatever D-Balls, whatever the fuck his name was, was trying to go for him. He's like, oh, it's a football player. He can just go Spanish fly some chick and I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, none of this shit would fly today, though. Just with Rudy just running up to women with Favreau behind him. Yeah. Mm-mm. Nope. No. Nope. Absolutely not. Nope. 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 Moving on. Nope. 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 So Rudy then gets a job with the grounds crew, tells his boss, played by Charles Dutton, that he has uh, dyslexia and is homeless, then lists off all the former players and delivers the old head coach speech in the locker room like an autistic fighting Irish Rain Man. Oh, my God. He really was like fucking Rain Man. uh, Go. No, I don't need to talk anymore. Here's here's my thing. (laughs) Rudy, have you you never heard of an inner monologue? (laughs) You don't have to say... Everything that your mind produces. Yeah, but t- there, if he every thought that comes to your mind, it doesn't have to be said out loud. Yeah, but Tim, if he if he keeps it inside, then he's just going to look even weirder when he stands on the chair in the middle of the room gesticulating. I mean, it has to be out loud, right? That, <laughs> Bill, that's part of the inner monologue. You don't stand on a chair and do that. You do that in private. Oh. Maybe you do it in private. You don't do it at all in my book. If I had a, if I had a choice, you wouldn't do it ever. But. If you got to do it, you do it in private. You know, the whole point is that you don't need to, if you're for, listen, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to bring it back to my example. We're listening. I need an inner monologue when I was walking around telling everyone that I was going to be Ted Williams. Okay. Because people, people left those conversations going, wow. <laughs> oh boy. That's one, that's, that's one special boy. <laughs> So this movie needed Oliver Stone because I feel like if he was sitting on top of like a little footstool just to make him actually like five foot ten as opposed to five foot nothing that like all the crazy flashbacks and the lightning and then like, I don't know, I guess a bunch of leprechauns running around on a field or something like the that would have worked here. It would have. Unlike the fucking cocaine like induced fucking hallucination that the movie was that we just last covered. The thing that I really did not understand is how. For the uh, what, what's the name of the the guy? Is it is it is the it field maintenance fortune? Guy. That, that's fortune. 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 Yeah, fortune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fortune. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, fortune. How, how that is One an name. endearing One moment name. for him. Because from my perspective, 
I'm the only one here doing work of two guys that are getting paid to do work. Well, the other one fucking jerks off to, I don't know, some some memory and replays a skit in his brain. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, I, I would be genuinely concerned about, like, who the fuck is this homeless guy that I just hired who's just, like, screaming on a stool at me? Yeah, I don't need to be hearing. Preach, Bill. I don't need to be hearing about your cracker nostalgia, all right? Get back to fucking work. <laughs> do your also, job. How does he know about it? How does he know about this speech? He was listening like, to in the beginning of the movie. On the uh, vinyl player. He was no, like, no, he no, no. How it. does Fortune know? Is that what you mean, Tim? How does Fortune know about the speech? No, I meant Rudy. Oh, yeah. yeah. You pay yeah. attention, Tim. Details are important. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Not in my book. I, I feel like for Rudy, though, I mean, just let him go, because if he balls that shit up, he's going to find the nearest campus clock tower and just start ticking <laughs> off undergrads. <laughs> He'd have to be a warrior first. This guy, dude, the fucking recoil from a fucking five five six rifle would just send him <laughs> tumbling over the side of the fucking watchtower. <laughs> this movie just turns into another Oliver Stone movie. Fucking, what's it called? I forget it. Who gives a shit? <laughs> so, uh, after this, Rudy gets in with the Notre Dame Booster Club, but drunkenly tells the girl in charge that he isn't a student. So poor Rudy's on the outside looking in again. Cue sad Hulk music as he kicks rocks next to the screaming football stadium. Yeah, that was sad. I think that was the only time I felt bad for him just because he couldn't get into a game. I thought it was fucking weird. This yeah. is a grown ass man. That's just you were like a fucking 26 year old guy in a letterman's jacket going, hey, sir. Hey, ma'am. Hey, do you have an extra ticket? It's like, right. dude, you're but you're fucking dude, like 10 years older than my he, kid. Get out of here. This is not endearing. The, the going. No. The going rate for a ticket is $100, and he goes up to the guy at the gate, and he's like, hey, man, I have $10. Can you let me in? No, Rudy, you can't get in because you have $90 less than what is required to get in. So you can't get in, you fucking idiot. The kid on the same brain level, which is like a seven-year-old, says that to him. He's like, yeah, you're 90 bucks short. Right. This guy needed California and lots of drugs. I feel like he would have been a fantastic cult leader, though. Uh, and, and I don't understand. He he works on the grounds crew in the stadium. Can he not get in? He works at the stadium. Oh, he he has yeah, a room in the stadium. No I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Well, wouldn't he be working during the game? Like that's what I wanted to know. Like they. They dig up a hole, you know, some play, somebody digs up like a six inch hole. They're not going to just leave a six inch hole. They're going to fill some sod. Who fills the sod? The fucking guy that makes minimum wage. Why isn't he on the field working? Fuck! Because <laughs> Rudy, because Rudy is a lazy piece of shit, Bill. It's true. It's, well, that's really what it comes down to. He was late a lot when he was working at the steel mill. I mean, that's a big no, no. I know he that. He was also late. He never even worked in a steel he mill. He was also late when he was working grounds. When he came in that one time and they were playing cards and they were all like, they'd obviously already been working half a day and he just shows up fucking at lunch and sits down to have yeah. lunch instead of going to work like a piece of boss shit. says, get to work. Goddamn white privilege. <laughs> am I right? <laughs> yeah. This this whole movie really is a, a heavy dose of white white privilege in all honesty. What my initial note though during all this was like, why don't you just ask your boss, is isn't he like in charge of the grounds crew? And then I just also thought, wait, no, this is Indiana in the 70s. Maybe they wouldn't let him on the field either. <clears throat> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Not in the public eye. You can't be on there. <laughs> Indiana's a great place. It's just a bunch of people who hate people who are different than them, who hate people 
who want to tell everyone how to live their own lives, but then hate when the government tries to maybe suggest how they should improve their lives. That's Indiana in a microcosm. Mike Pence. Don't tell me what to do. Here's a list of things I think y'all should do, though. Is Mike Pence from Indiana or Illinois? Yeah. No, He's Mike from Pence is from Indiana. Great, great. Because, you know, the whole border issue has a serious impact on Indiana's well-being. <laughs> mm. Yeah, if Pence was, was controlling Notre Dame, Rudy would have been getting some uh, conversion therapy. <laughs> Electrical shock <laughs> therapy for old poor Rudy. Yeah. Pray it away. I've seen... I. I've seen you with your friend Frodo. <laughs> I'm better now. I'm I'm fine now. <laughs> no, yeah. his name is Mr. Frodo. <laughs> All right. Well, the following day, Rudy doesn't get accepted into Notre Dame, goes home for Christmas and finds out that his older brother is dating his fiance. Not just dating, Max. Plowing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did it right there in the living room. <laughs> yes. That's- yeah. That was a deleted scene. That was in the movie I was watching in my head. He he got a good quarter of the Christmas tree up there. It was rough. <laughs> oh god. It was kind of disturbing actually, I got to say. Very prickly if you ask me. New family tradition, Rudy, you've been gone for a while. Okay. <laughs> All right, bite the pillow. I'm going in dry, kid. <laughs> now watch me fuck your ex-girlfriend in front of mom and dad. <laughs> oh god. I re- like I felt like I was maybe towing the line a little bit with a cuckold joke, but you guys you guys took that one way oh. past that point, so you're good. You're good. <laughs> but seriously, why the fuck did none of his family tell him? Like you just assume that seeing your brother kiss her in front of his parents' house would just work it out itself. Like that would just be fine. I I I genuinely I don't I don't know. Like they all seemed the Seem concerned once it happened, but how none of them thought about it beforehand, I, I really don't understand. I know how none of them. I know how none of them told him about Rudy because they're all they're all <laughs> tired from a long day's goddamn work, or Rudy's <laughs> off gallivanting around fucking Notre Dame like some prissy, a little ballerina. You know, they don't have time to think about Rudy. They're just like Jesus Christ. You know, I just I need to get this steel made, like productive Americans. <laughs> Dude, right before he saw that, it was it was either that or the family was going to tell him that he isn't allowed to fucking piss standing up. It was one of the two that's going to happen. <laughs> no, you sit down when you piss in my house, little girl boy. Your name's now Trudy. <laughs> this, is taking, this is taking such a weird turn. Bill, what were you thinking was going to happen? Your name, is, your name is Trudy. I love it. Dude, you dress now. him up. You give him a wig and a little bit of fucking eyeshadow and mascara. Man, mm, I'm just saying. You could take turns on that. He's got a petite figure. <laughs> oh, God. It's like, I would imagine that Notre Dame would have like the whole like old sailor uh, tradition where you put someone in the barrel. I don't know. What? What, uh, I don't, I don't know. know what that is. This now? I don't, I don't oh, know if do I want to know. You want a history lesson? Does it involve Whoa. sodomy? Uh, no, not necessarily sodomy. Okay. I want a history lesson, damn it. All right. So you're at sea for a long time. Of course, you have no, no, no lady folk. Uh, men have needs, uh, on the high seas back in the day when it took six months to like make it 50 miles. And so you, uh, you had someone who would be in the barrel for a couple days and you had a hole in that barrel and you would, uh, put something into the barrel and it would feel great. And then you take turns. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Wow. How did you end up in the barrel? Yeah, was that a punishment or did somebody volunteer or like what's right. what's going on there? Hey, drew lots. Wait, so somebody you, was you actually just... in the barrel? There's a human. You were in, in there? the barrel. 
What did uh, you? Yeah. Is this, is this was this a prelude to a glory hole? This is essentially exactly. A glory hole. It was the beta test for it. Except everybody was game. <laughs> Interesting. This, but yet this doesn't involve sodomy. Okay. Yeah, it could no, be. It could be your mouth. You, you can't get on all fours inside of the barrel. Yeah. Come on, Max. Think with now your head. You gotta live in the barrel. Yeah. Can you come out at night and sleep you, in yeah, a bed? You're getting plenty of nutrition yeah. and protein, Tim. Yeah, no, it's it's very high protein. Oh, you get your sodium intake throughout the day. Oh boy, um, I don't and like you're that. Allowed, uh, the union allows you three fifteen minute breaks on an eight hour shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so very progressive labor laws back then. <laughs> John, you are a wealth. You are a wealth of knowledge. I'm a walking encyclopedia. <laughs> oh Jesus! I think Notre Dame is an analogy to the barrel. I think that entire university is the barrel. <laughs> and they just cover and everyone. It up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone's okay. just covered in cum. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Lathered in it, Bill. When you're at sea, you got to do what you got to do. Reason Max, what are you going to rein this back in, damn it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of liking where it's going here. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I'm on a boat, even if it's just like a ferry across Boston Harbor, I'm bringing a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Whose turn is All right. All right. Who's getting in the barrel? <laughs> Uh, see, Paco would love this kind of shit. Hey guys, you ever been? You ever seen uh, someone go into a barrel and then you put your pecker into the hole and it feels great? It's bananas. It's <laughs> fucking bananas. And let me put it this way: it's not a banana that you're putting into the hole. All right, then you cut to a montage of Rudy running and studying, being homeless, and getting rejected again by Notre Dame. Which is followed up with another montage of Rudy running and studying, being homeless, and getting rejected again by Notre Dame. Then, you get a montage of Rudy studying in running. (laughs) But wait! On his fourth and final attempt, in two years in the making, Rudy gets into Notre Dame. Then Rudy's able to rub it in with his unsupported father's face. Who does a 180 and happily tells everyone at work that his son got in and offers him a job before school starts. But Rudy can't do that because, surprise, surprise, he's trying out for the football team. (laughs) See, it's not a football movie. It's about football exists in this universe, but it's not a football movie. He literally is in the barrel. The entire movie. (laughs) All right. Well, you know, after this, you get a montage of all of Rudy's hard work paying off. As he runs all the same drills that he's been practicing for the past two years, followed by him actually doing well in Nutcrackers. As a coach who also plays the asshole cop from The Dark Knight and The Fugitive, sticks his neck out for him and puts him on the team as a practice dummy. It's just, all right, so this is just ridiculous. I mean, there are 15 people trying out for what ends up being two spots, and he is shorter than everyone else there by a solid, like, six to eight inches and a hundred and lighter by a hundred pounds. And he does not do, I know he got one tackle in the nutcracker, but the round before that, he got his fucking shit pushed. He sucked in that practice. And somehow, because he's just got so much heart and determination, he makes the fucking team. That's fucking bullshit. I hated that scene. I hated everything about it. He also did a disservice to the team that was uh, to the, the other end that was actually starting. Like what the fuck? Like, Oh, we're blocking against Rudy. (laughs) That is true. It's like Rudy weighs 120 pounds and he plays defensive end. Yep. What is happening? There's no Rudy for Purdue. There's nobody. There's no Rudy for Purdue. No. Because Purdue's defensive end weighs 260 pounds and is probably can run like a four five forty. 
Yep. Yeah, I, he's no, he's really not doing them a service by putting Rudy on the practice team. They like there's nobody that's really getting the true practice that they need whenever they block Rudy. He's a definition of a practice hero. Coaches love practice heroes. I, I was able to incline bench this little fucking twat when like, I was fucking 18 years old. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Well, Rudy then returns the key to his boss who tells Rudy that he if he addresses for the game, he'll be there. Wonder if they'll pay off later. Nope. No. Subtle. It won't. Son, I tried to go to the game, but then security said I stole the ticket. Now I'm facing 10 years in jail. <laughs> I tried to explain to them that I'm the grounds crew manager, and then they hit me, said I was resisting an arrest. So so I got a question. Are we When he returns the key, do, does that mean that he no longer works the job? Or does he still work the job and he's just not homeless anymore? I don't think he works a job. His now his job is being the practice dummy. So so right. then my now next, his job is to get. So my next question then is is how does he survive for the next two years without a job? That is a good question, Bill. And the answer is this is fake. That's why. Oh right, right. <laughs> this is all. So you mean that whole thing where he went through two years of being homeless, doing twenty hours apparently at school, and also working a part time job. That 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 was completely that made a lot of sense. That wasn't Republican bullshit propaganda. Um, but where he gets into school on that minimum wage job and pays for it out of pocket with a job that he no longer holds. That's where it all comes together and makes sense. I'm on board now. I like it. Let's keep. Yes. Going. <laughs> Good. But here's the thing here. And I mean, here's what everyone I think everyone needs to understand this. He paid for it with his heart and determination, like everything else <laughs> on his because knees. Because Remember, guys. Heart and determination can get you anywhere. And when I say anywhere, I mean it gets you nowhere. Because heart and determination are what fucking morons like to print on t-shirts to make themselves feel better because they work at McDonald's. <laughs> I don't think they print them, Tim. I think they get them tattooed on their body, like on their neck. Yeah, that's a, it's a good point, Max. Yep. Yeah. Termination. They, they, get them, they get them tattooed on their small, their back, while they walk around fucking... Uh, walk around Revere Beach going like, my dad's an iron worker. I know what it's like to work hard, to do hard work. What do you do? I'm a hairdresser. <laughs> I sell oxy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a hairdresser while I sell oxy on the side. <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur. Right. Well, then you get a bunch of slow motion shots of Rudy getting concussion after concussion, but refusing to die because a win over Purdue means more than his life. Uh, I, just, I don't think this guy could count to 10 in English. By the end of this, like that many hits to the head. Uh, how how, no, how Rudy didn't die is amazing. There should there probably is a lawsuit pending. Not he wasn't even a real person, but there probably is a lawsuit. Like some guy was like, dude, the actor in this movie, Sean Astin, must have CTE. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that, by watching the scene, it was basically just like, wow, what a what a terrific, uh, heartwarming story. Unfortunately, if you continue on, he's dead at the age of twenty eight. Yes, he dies on the field that he loved. Five minutes into practice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He just jumped into a fucking bucket of molten steel. (laughs) Also, Bill, how do you feel about Vince Vaughn wearing your number 44? Oh, my God. I mean, what was really upsetting was that he was the one that Sean Astin, Rudy, fucking tackles for the first time. He, He ran the ball like a pussy and gets tackled by fucking Rudy. That was, of course, that's how 44 shows up on the screen. I was yeah. <laughs> a disappointment. Fuck. Certainly wasn't, Fuck. certainly wasn't like Bill Dooley going on HP gut <laughs> on one. Should we go on two, Coach Sullivan? 
<laughs> no, it's no. too confusing. We go on one. We, we, <laughs> might, we, might, we might throw off the other team, and that's not sportsmanlike. Um, right, exactly. <laughs> if, we're, if we're being honest, I was not, I'm not the most athletically gifted person. I was the Rudy on the team. I was a practice hero. But that just made it all the worse that seeing 44 just give up in practice. I mean, come on, <laughs> have some pride. That's embarrassing. Especially to get tackled by the hobby. Bill, you were not the Rudy on the team. You're an athletic person. Like, the Rudy on the team was like Sean... Wait. Something like that. <laughs> and you want to know what? He sucked. Which is a real Rudy story. You're small and you're not good at football. And you're athletic. You suck at football. That's the Rudy story. Hello, everybody. I was there just for the workout. I tried. I cared so much. Max was there for the molestation. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's in the barrel this week, boys? <laughs> I saw a picture, a side-by-side picture of you, Max, like from, uh, I guess, what, freshman year? Yep. To, like, senior? Mm-hmm. Dude, you're fucking massive. What did you do? What did you, what kind of needles did you stick in your thigh? I'm just saying. He spent a lot of time in the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of protein. <laughs> Constantly doing squats. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they call him, right? Um, speaking of Vince Vinyl, Vinny, as well as a few other guys on the team, get pissed off that practice here. Rudy's showing everyone up, and the coaches use him as a constant example of why they're not all Americans. So, so this is basically what the coaches are using him for. Like they're just they're just throwing him out there to get eaten by the wolves. And when they get a little tired of beating the shit out of the poor the poor stupid kid, they uh, they yell at him and point to the stupid kid with all yeah. the heart. Yep, he's like a pinata. A little yeah. bit later, Rudy goes to his coach and asks if he can get dressed for one game his senior year since his dick of a dad doesn't believe that he's on the team. And the coach agrees because he deserves it. Then, oh. uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Also because he's retiring and he knows he just doesn't want to deal with Rudy anymore. <laughs> I don't give a <laughs> just shit. Like, I'll say whatever yeah, you want me to say. Sure. Get out of here, You can Ken. start a game. He, he, filed, he was typing his resignation letter at <laughs> that moment. Yeah, so then after this, Favreau gets accepted to Miami Law School. But Rudy's all bummed out because the coach decided to quit, and, the, and uh, Notre Dame hired the former Green Bay Packers coach. This is about the time that I realized that John Favreau could have definitely played Chief Wiggum in like a live-action Simpsons movie. Oh, that would work. That would work, especially in this scene. Like he's just so chunky and jolly. <laughs> chunky and chunky jolly. And jolly. <laughs> Can we talk about the jacket that he's wearing at the end of the fucking movie? It's a great jacket. It is a nice jacket. Yep, it's the best part of this movie. I uh can't. We also we we didn't bring it up earlier, but I just I, I really enjoyed the bait and switch that the that the good looking girl used mm. to get the uh, D Bob to to go out with the ugly roommate. That was that was a great move. That was impressive. Solid. Well, then Rudy quits after he isn't on the roster for the second to last game, and finds out that his old boss Fortune played for Notre Dame, but quit because he thought his skin color was holding him back, and it was the biggest regret of his life. It's just a lesson to all the African-Americans out there. Racism isn't a thing. It's all in your mind. <laughs> That's what I learned from Rudy. The great white hope. Ignore racism. It's not real. Mm-mm. It's all Especially in your mind. Especially at Notre Dame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. There's never been a racist thought uttered at Notre Dame. <laughs> nope. Not one. Feeling, feeling persecuted against because your skin color? Suppress it. Keep working. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't say worry, anything. It's all in your mind. But whatever you do, don't speak up. I have nothing to do with this segment. 
Yeah. <laughs> now get out of my office because you're not getting this job. <laughs> so Rudy suits up for practice and gets a slow clap from the whole team. Yeah, apparently for showing up late, which is what he seems to be best at. <laughs> Look, the, the coach is like, what the hell is everyone clapping about? Get back to work. <laughs> right. Could you imagine Belichick with Rudy? <laughs> no, oh, God, he would be, be cut so immediately. Funny. Yeah. Because that's what Belichick does. If It doesn't matter. Like, who is it? Who is that guy that uh, p- played for the Patriots like 10 years ago? He was a Pro Bowl linebacker we had for like a season. He came from Baltimore and he showed up like 35 minutes late to, to um, like a mandatory like film like session and Belichick just cut him right in the middle of it. Oh, I know. You're oh, I forget, I forget his name. Though. It was like a Dar- Darius something like a Darius. I forget. I fucking love that. It's like, no, everyone else is a here. Darius Thomas. Yeah, that's who it was. A Darius Thomas. Yeah, he, yeah. Coming off a pro bowl season. He's like, I don't give a shit. You practice. You know, the film started at eight o'clock. It's eight 45. You're off the team. Pack up. Belichick would have like literally killed Rudy and fed him to his dogs. <laughs> and then there were the press conferences have been like, uh, Belichick, there's a coach. Belichick, there's a rumor around that you uh, have actually murdered Rudy Rudiger and fed him to your Doberman Pinchers. Uh, we don't comment on the uh, the food I feed my dogs. Uh, <laughs> we're on to the next game. We're on to Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Seattle. But no, this is a serious investigation. There's cameras in in the locker room of this man getting eaten alive by dogs. Seattle. But really, I mean, the family has signed a lawsuit. In Seattle. Yeah, I don't. I just don't know anything about that. I'm not going to talk about that. We're just going to we're focusing on the game, and you know they have a really strong special teams that we got to focus on. And I would rather just like I got to drop the case. I can't even get through this guy. I would, I would, I would rather be in the barrel for four weeks at sea than have to listen to you fuckers talk about fucking Pats any fucking longer. <laughs> yeah, Tim. But the only thing I think that you're the one thing you're wrong about <laughs> with. With Rudy is that <laughs> Phil Belichick is so talented that he would find a way to use him. He would find oh, he'd a way. He'd definitely be a special teams guy. Yeah, exactly. He'd Dream be, Crusher, he'd be- I've been <laughs> out of your team for too long. Pull it back. Pull it back. Can we just move on? Just move so on. So what do you think, Bill? Is, would he be inside or outside on the kick return? Fuck! Uh, I, I, think, <laughs> I think he'd probably be on the inside. You know, you can't really take that outside spot away from Slater. Yeah. That's true. So, yeah. re- real talk, guys. Real talk. Do you think the Patriots are going to go sixteen and zero this year? Because I don't think there's a way they don't. I, I mean, John, what do can. you think, bud? John, yeah. Jock jam volume two. <laughs> the beater is off. There's just nothing but sweaty hair. Dude, you don't even know. I'm fucking fingering my belly button right now. Fuck! Can we just move on? I will start saying horribly offensive things, and you'll just have to lose. Like, oh, you'll start. You'll start saying horribly <laughs> offensive things. Is that right, John? You'll start. Come on. Grow up. <laughs> oh, God. So I got poor, I got poor yeah, connection. See, Dream Crusher actually was able to kill it. You played into my hands. <laughs> so on my Skype, I just had a thing pop up that said poor connection. I thought John just hung up. Rage <laughs> <laughs> quit. Fucking done. Okay, well, after this, you get the uh, captain my captain scene as the whole team gives up their spot so Rudy can dress for the game. Yeah, so. Yep, moving on. (laughs) So, after this. So fucking cool. I hate it. I hated everything about this. Yeah. Especially since it's all fucking fake, which we'll get here in a minute. Oh, wait a minute. No, this is my big thing. Wait, no, I didn't hate everything about it because this is my big thing here. Okay. Uh, 
So this really is, you know, I, I do 100% agree. This is just a Republican propaganda jerk-off film. You know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, try real hard. You know, homelessness isn't real. Minimum wage is enough to live on, blah, 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 yep, all yep, that. Yep. It's great, great. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing, though, is that he realizes his dream when the team essentially goes on strike, representing the power of unions. So... <laughs> This couldn't have come to fruition without unionization of the players union. So, I mean, that's that's really the take home message is you have to workers have to unite to defeat the evil overlord business class men. Yeah, the Packers. The pa- Agreed, comrade <laughs> Bill. <laughs> uh, I just I just want to stroke your eyebrows right now. Oh, they're so luscious right now. They're so luscious. Oh, they are. I remember yeah. the first time I saw you, I was just like, I just want to just Yeah, so then the crowd is Rudy. The movie ends. Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so after this, I'm going to skip the pregame speech because whatever. Uh, so then the yeah. captain has uh, Rudy take the team out to the field as he gets some Notre Dame slow motion pornography. And then you get the Rudy chant. As Vince Vaughn overrules the coach's play call of kneeing it, so Rudy will have a chance to go in for a play. Woo! Yeah. yeah how did they give stupid. up? How did they so, give up that touchdown? That was a soft touchdown. I mean, come on, flea flicker. That's because I think they're expecting a knee, and then they did a flea like flea flicker to the <laughs> running back who threw it to the wide receiver. They're like, "What the fuck is happening? Why are you guys doing? We're already we already gave lost. up. <laughs> <laughs> well, then why did they run a play that allowed Rudy to get the sack? Like, is this all just, you know, like CTE oh hallucination God. dream at this point? Like, I, I don't understand why they were even running a play at that point. They're down 23 to three with seven seconds. If I was a coach, I would have definitely said, go fuck yourself and need it. <laughs> Absolutely. <Right. laughs> fuck your If your I was a coach, I would have detonated the bomb I put under under the stadium every game in case of a loss. <laughs> Which is why there would have been a string of explosions all over the place. Every <laughs> like Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. It's Tim's version of Rudy, which just turns into the Dark Knight Rises when Bane comes out and starts killing people on TV. <laughs> you really are bitter about not being the best hitter in the fucking league, aren't you? <laughs> like I, I had the talent, I tells you. In my head, I did. You, d- you didn't, Tim. You definitely did not. I could hit, I could hit a fastball up. Over, you know, topping out 78 miles an hour. I could hit a fastball at fast. I could have been the greatest. Okay, so. Okay. Then, (laughs) so Rudy then uh, sprints on the field for a kickoff, and then the last play of the game, sacks the quarterback and gets carried off the field by the team. The end. Ugh. Yep, very Thank fuck Christ. Very anticlimactic. Like, since I'd never seen this movie before, I thought it was going to be more... Like uplifting, it was the crowd was not into it at all. No, yeah, you would expect a more forceful chant. It was kind of soft. Well, then, like just looking like the actors who were getting all excited. I mean, the dad was doing a good job of looking all excited, but like John Favreau and all of them, they're just like, yeah, all right, like, that's it. I mean, unless you don't know football at all, anyone who like anyone who's watched like a half of football knows that that man just came in and played two meaningless downs in a meaningless <laughs> football game. Yep. And got a meaningless tackle. What Notre Dame like thinks, there's, there's nothing. That's what Notre Dame thinks, fans think are good, is good. You know, some white guy <laughs> comes on the field and plays like no football of no consequence. Well, we're going to cheer for him instead of like the black guy who actually right. scored the 24 points. Because, I mean, you know, he's lucky <laughs> to be here, but not Rudy. 
Okay, well now it's time for a new limited segment that we like to call Dream Crusher. Where we're going to tear this uh, quote-unquote true story apart with real hard-nosed journalistic facts. And when I say journalistic facts, I mean 21st century journalism. And when I mean 21st century journalism, I mean I googled and put together a list of several different websites. (laughs) Good enough. Yeah. All right. Here's some uh, things that are going to completely destroy this movie. So, the older brother Frank did not exist, and Rudy was the oldest boy in a family of 14. Frank was used to represent everyone who made Rudy's journey more difficult. Yeah, that's real dumb. Yep. Who, who made his more journey more difficult? Like, what, God? What? No, just Frank, his older brother, was like, you, you can't do it, you're not good, you should just quit. That yeah. like sound advice to me. His brother was everyone? Well, no, no, because you also have Fortune, the boss, who didn't exist, and he was used to represent everyone who supported Rudy. Oh, my God. Also, Rudy's parents and siblings all supported his dream. So there goes half the plot of the movie. Get out of town. Yep. Tearing it down brick by brick. Jesus Christ. So here's um, this is something that, you know, we were talking about earlier, but the whole money thing. So something they kind of forgot to mention. So Rudy worked in a mill for about like for a little bit. But he also served in the Navy for two years before he went to college. So his college education was paid by the GI Bill. Get the Are fuck you out of serious? here. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my God. I mean, thank you for your service, Rudy, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a minor, minor detail to leave that out. Just a little right. bit. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm oh so ashamed. God. Tim, so, don't hurt yourself. <laughs> so here's some more stuff. Rudy became a bit of a school celebrity, not for football, since that didn't happen until his senior year, but because he was a prominent member of the boxing team, and he was known as the small guy who would fight all the bigger guys. And here's an actual quote from Rudy. See, I'd fight guys bigger than me. In boxing, it's not how good you are, it's how tough you are. That's how the student body knew me. I got everyone to know me. Seems like a real modest guy. You, so you could tell that was after his like 15th knockout? That sentence that he wrote. <laughs> he also apparently was like to, rambling. He, this, he said he went to this movie like 27 times and he cried every single time when it was in theaters. Yeah, that that sounds about right for the kind of person that would say something like that. Propaganda. It's not the kind. It's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. And then he gets fucking knocked out in two rounds. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Says the guy who's been in the barrel for four weeks. And. <laughs> So here's another thing, too. So Rudy, he was also like he was such a, a pretty stout guy in real life. So he and uh, Sean asked. It's a Sean Aston. It's not Sean Austin. You know, it's spelled Austin. I think it's I think it's Aston. There's I, no I, you. So I thought there was a you. There's a you when I typed it out. Who cares? So, uh, yeah, he he and uh, Sean Aston are both five seven. But Aston in this movie weighed one hundred and forty eight pounds. And in real life, Rudy weighed one hundred and eighty five pounds. Which makes a lot oh, more yeah. sense when it comes to boxing. Yeah. He was like a middleweight class boxer, but like that is a pretty stout dude. So Rudy was just short. <clears throat> He's a short, he like, like, a, Fred, like a fucking like power a lifter. Right. Yeah, he was like a regular size guy. Just short. Yeah. Yep. Oh my god. So, er, so Notre Dame. Everything- Notre Dame just creating their own fucking little porn. Uh, that's what I'm waiting for you to say, Tim or uh, uh, Max. Is that is that this was like uh, paid for by Notre Dame? No, no, this is paid for by Rudy. He he pushed this thing hard because it's a whole thing with him. 
the non happy ending after this is so you got the play. And then he said, it's like, I accomplished my lifelong dream. And then I had nothing else to look forward to. That's so, <laughs> yep. Yep. So he just kind of like went from job to job for like years and years. And he eventually was able to uh, sell the rights to this movie. And then he just became a motivational speaker, like going like even now, like that's all that he does. Um, he just, I would didn't oh fucking my work. God. Can you imagine if you had to go into work tomorrow and, and Rudy, Daniel Rudy Rudiger was there to give you a pep talk. I would love oh it because I'd slit his throat with scissors. <laughs> <laughs> that would it would definitely it would definitely end all of my work trouble. Bleep! <laughs> you can't say that, Max. Don't put that in. Okay, there. we'll just let's just move on then. How, how about we Please move on? That I'm not I'm okay. not going to say that. I won't keep Thank that. You. In. You're welcome. <laughs> so let's move on. Um, some more uh, soul crushing facts. The Rudy chant was real. But the crowd started it after he already made the sack. So um, Joe Montana was on this team um, and uh, he kind of ripped this whole movie apart on the Dan Patrick show like 10 years ago. So if you're ever interested in listening to that, just Google it. People got really mad at what, Joe was, Montana for saying that was the whole it, thing was bullshit. What did, uh, I mean, did, did you see that or no? Did you uh, have you listened to that, so, to that show? Um, I've listened to a little part of it and I read some of the transcript and he just said um, he's like, so I got, it's it's a movie, so there's going to be some things that aren't true. He did make a sack. He got the game ball, and we did carry him up, carry him off the field. But that's about it. So I'm guessing like that slow clap the day before, and everyone turning oh, in their jersey was a bunch of bullshit. Oh wait, just wait, Bill. Here's another one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the jersey scene never happened because Coach Devine was extremely supportive of Rudy and announced oh, at Thursday's God. practice that everyone would play that game. Oh my God. So also, so, the, yeah, good. It just, it wasn't even just about him. Everybody got to play. It was the last game of the year. He's like, everyone's playing today. He was like a really good guy. Apparently the coach, he's a hall of fame. What the fuck? Yeah. Why the fuck did Rudy do this to him? Oh my God. So I'm not, no, I'm not done yet guys. So <laughs> no, real, y- yes, you are done Max. <laughs> so also the real life, this is why I saved this shit till the Rudy end. He basically just railroaded <laughs> a good guy. In order to make himself and seem better and to sell a movie? Yes. Yes. This guy is a sociopath. Yes, he is. He's he should real, be fucking shot dick. in the face. Yeah. Real piece of shit. Do you hear that, Rudy? Is Rudy still alive? Yeah, I think so. He's probably going to listen yeah. to this podcast because it says Rudy in it. I mean, I'm, hey, I'm drawing Rudy, parallels this here. Is Tim, uh, this is Tim Begin. This is Tim Begin. I live in the <laughs> north end of Boston. I think you're a piece of shit and that you should be shot in the face. Come at me, That's bro. a statement I'm going to make right now, so have fun with that. Can you just lump in Pence with that, too, while you're at it? Nope. 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 All right. So also in real, the, the real life assistant coach, Kelly, recounted that Coach Devine yelled, has everyone been in? And then someone tapped him on the shoulder and said, Rudy. So he put Rudy in. That's what happened, like on on the actual sidelines. There wasn't any fucking chance or anything like that. Um, also, so I actually watched the tape of the Rudy play. So he did do the kickoff, and then there was two plays. So he actually um, got really close to hitting the quarterback on the first play. The guy was like throwing a hill mary, and then the actual sack though, it's a half sack because on this on that second play, Rudy came in from the left side of the quarterback, and the quarterback ran to the right side. Rudy dove at him and fell into like the bigger. Lineman. That was the sack. Ugh. Oh, boy. Ooh. Oh, my God. But this is uh, the most soul crushing. How many times do you think Rudy jerked off to this movie? Every single time he's seen it. Yeah. All right. One more soul crusher, okay? 
One more. Which is you got it. Kind of the more fucked up one. So poor Coach Divine. Oh, he agreed to be the bad guy in this movie in order for it to get greenlit because they needed to have some kind of a, like additional adversity. But he was furious when it came to the Jersey scene, and he said, "In quote, it was unforgivable." Wait, why? What? Because he wanted because he wanted all all the players oh. to play anyways. I mean, what did he expect when he agreed to be the bad guy? Though, I mean, that's kind of on him at that point. So he didn't know it was going to be that extreme. I think it's just the Jersey thing. It's like. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he's a football coach. The player takes the jersey off their back and says, I'm not going to play for you, coach. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah. 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 It's his life, you know? And he's actually pretty un-American, if you ask me. What a fucking piece of shit Rudy is. Yeah. The, 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 the real guy. To, to throw the person under the bus that gave you your lifelong dream. Yeah. I mean, that's wow. not that's partially Rudy. That's also the just the, the screenwriter's... The director who I think also wrote Rudy, it. Rudy could have said no. Rudy yeah, how about said a, no. How about having a fucking backbone and saying no? Look, that guy, I owe, I owe a lot to that guy. Yeah, and this guy also won a fucking national championship for your beloved Notre Dame and is in the College Football Hall of Fame. How about you don't like completely well, ruin his Rudy doesn't his give a shit about legacy. Notre Dame. Rudy gives a shit about Rudy. Exactly. Right. That's what it kind of seems like. You self-centered prick. Rudy, come at me. <laughs> <laughs> Come at me! I will. I will change you to fight right now. Mainly because I know you're 89 or something like that. But <laughs> fuck you! I'll fight you. <laughs> so that's what you peacock over. Yeah, I'll hit an old man. Oh shit! Buff, yeah. Puffed up, yeah. motherfucker! I bring fu- it! I, I unfurl my feathers. <laughs> any elderly, any elderly man that wants to go 12 rounds with me can. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time for questions. Who's your favorite and least favorite in this? My least favorite's Rudy. My favorite <laughs> yeah. is uh, is his ex girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> she saw the wa- she saw the fucking writing on the wall. She's like, "This asshole. We're about to get a house. We're gonna have kids. We're gonna have pensions. We're gonna have four hundred one ks. We're gonna be able to shit on millennials at some point." And he had to go fuck it all up. So you know what? I'm gonna fuck his brother because he's taller anyway. I like that the girlfriend had a checklist of everything she needed and Rudy left. He's like, it doesn't affect the checklist. Still the same last name. Check. <laughs> uh, my my least favorite is is definitely Rudy. He's a huge piece of shit. Um, I was initially going to say Fortune was my favorite, but now that I know that he's not a real person. He's an aberration. Like an, yeah, he's an aberration <laughs> to make this all a good story. I'm going to say my favorite character is Pippin. I think he's one of the best for uh, uh, best hobbits. So... <laughs> <laughs> Fortune, Fortune's bagger Vance of this movie. Yeah, he is the Gildamesh to Rudy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Gildamesh. Um, I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, Gilgamesh, John. Take notes. <laughs> That's right. Wow. I mean, I where did, think we were getting where did Mike Preble come from? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> we were on that same Fuck English class you. together. Go. Fuck yourself, Max. Everyone's <laughs> supposed to turn on him when he says anyone says something smart. <laughs> the epic of Gilgamesh. Let's go back to Sumerian history and fuck Rudy. Fucked off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sumerian history. <laughs> Starting in 1776. Am I right, boys? That's right. They, High five. They invented the barrel. <laughs> 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 So Miley's favorite is uh, the University of Notre Dame. I mean, it's terrible. It's filled with terrible people. Bill, you're one of them, so you're terrible. Um, and my favorite is Fortune, mainly because his outfit 
uh, during that last game. It was the most stylish outfit I've ever seen in my life. The fucking <laughs> the the fucking scaly cap, the beautifully the beautifully adorned scarf, the wonderful mm-hmm. wool coat he was wearing. I mean, really, the the leather gloves, the, the leather those are gloves. Nice gloves. Those are oh, those are great gloves, Bill. Thank you for pointing that out. It <laughs> was spectacular. Fortune. I mean, living up to me the name. Barrel as long as you want, buddy, because that outfit <laughs> was fantastic. <laughs> I like how going forward now, instead of having like the best inventions in sliced bread, we're just gonna say the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the barrel. I don't get it. What does that mean? Yeah, you know, it's when you just mouth fuck a guy who's launched into a barrel for a couple of weeks. <laughs> so I was gonna let the listeners just figure that one out for themselves. Uh yeah, it was uh, as best to throw the guy in there who had scurvy and lost all of his teeth, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, my boy. favorite, <laughs> my favorite in this uh, is the big center who told Rudy he was going to die if he kept on practicing the way he was. Just because he kind of <laughs> seemed like the guy who, uh, you know, made it okay to like Ru- uh, Rudy for the team. He was nice. I liked him. Uh, my least favorite is the legacy scrub who complained about not being able to play. Or not being able to uh, quit the team because his dad would stop paying for his education. This is just some fucking first world white privilege bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. That was that's a good point, Max, because here's something. Here's a solution to that kid's problems. He had two full rides to other Big Ten schools. Go to those schools. You go to those schools and you don't have to. Your dad doesn't have to pay for anything because you get a full ride. So uh, there you go, pal. And you get to play football on the starting squad. Yeah. Yeah. How about how about you fucking man up and actually make your own decisions as a as an adult? How about you transfer? But poor you, you know, the worst thing in your life is that you play in the Notre Dame football team. Uh, Your daddy was an All-American legend in Notre Dame. You won't be any dead after school with a degree from Notre Dame in fucking 1975. What a travesty. Those battles. Kids are dying in Vietnam. But no, this kid, this guy had a much more rough just because, you know, it's poor legacy's hearts is breaking story here. It's just mm. Max just keeps going right through the woos. I'm, I'm so impressed. <laughs> we give him double woos and he just, no, that's not my stop sign. I said, woo. <laughs> <laughs> woo, sir. Woo. <laughs> All right. Just so uh, IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes have their own rating systems. We decided to make our own. So what would your rating be for this one, guys? I'm going to say uh, this movie was essentially... Life in a barrel um, out of a, an eternity of a potato famine. <laughs> oh, man, that, was, that might be my favorite rating so far. Well done, Tim. Really, you nailed it. I'm tipping my cat, my my scaly cap to you, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, uh, go. go ahead, John. No, all right, all right, all right. So I'm gonna give this uh, ten gallons of this hop goblin's fucking nose blood out of a barrel <laughs> with two holes in it. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna give this uh, the the my full on one out of one of the full level of disappointment that I can have that we didn't get. Uh, 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 an agreement on what the worst character was. I just really thought this was the movie it would happen, and I can't fully express to you my level of disappointment that that didn't happen. Just wholehearted sadness, and that is my rating for this movie. Hmm. 
I'm going to give us five loaded barrels of semen out of one freshly baked piece of what? bread. Shit. What? All right, uh, Max, we're unionizing and going on strike. <laughs> <laughs> do, do I need to do I need to put mine into a, a ratio over a, 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 over over a barrel? Do I need to include a barrel into my range? <laughs> you I might have to, know. but I, I can I can if we need to. I won't. I mean, I'm in, not actually going to do that. Okay, Does yours have three holes? Don't say something if you're not going to do it, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> have you not learned anything from Rudy? You got to say it. Fucking do it. That's true. Unless you just make it all up. Yeah, or you can just make everything up and sell a movie. Yeah. That works too. Or you can just be handed a bunch of, uh, you know, golden opportunities and then just act like it didn't happen. All right. Do you guys want to do any uh, TV recommendations or you want to just end the show? Uh, we can do I'll do TV. a TV recommendation. Yeah. All, to all the fans out there, uh, what I'm watching currently right now, and it's a great show, is Law & Order <laughs> SVU. Hey! You know, Law & Order SVU. It's a new hot show on TV. It's only been around for like 35 years. So get on it. That's dun, my dun. recommendation. <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> Man. But you're telling me that you, that this priest you confided in made you suck his dick to get into Holy Cross? <laughs> so you tell me this TA's trading grades for sex with younger women? You mean to tell me the priest put you in a barrel so he didn't have to look you in the eye? Man, that's cold. That's cold. That's ice cold. Respect will be paid. <laughs> You have an offense and a defense. You can't have one without the other. <laughs> Respect will be paid. <laughs> How could such a big man have such a high pitched voice? That's <laughs> Mike Tyson. Yeah. Crystal yeah. Meth will do that to you. Oh, I love speed. <laughs> <laughs> so I was watching yeah. uh, recently just because I ran out of everything. Else, I've exhausted the internet since my wife moved me to another another fucking side of the fucking country and then left me for three months. Uh, so I got bored with my own hand and I started watching a lot of TV and uh, I made it to The Punisher on Netflix, which has been canceled. Um, but it is brutal. It is crunchy. It is gory. It is bloody. And the main character who plays The Punisher, everybody will recognize him from uh, like the original Walking Dead season yep. and all that shit. Yep. Um, yep. he's manly and dude, that guy, he starts popping off rounds and he just like bellows screams. Like where if I heard that in a hallway, dude, shit, I'd just bend over. <laughs> I mean, it's just get in a barrel. find, the, find the nearest to, barrel. I have to go back to one adjective you used crunchy, eh? Dude, yeah, he, what do you mean by crunchy? <laughs> yeah. This guy breaks more fucking bones than he puts and does makes headshots. Uh, like it is just insane. That's and he not does what crunchy it, means out here. Uh, that means hippies. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I, I fucking shit them. What? What do you mean? I don't, I'm don't read into that. So okay. I, uh, I hate hippies. <laughs> I hate hippies. Uh, this has gotten, this has gotten weird. It's gotten weird, Max. I finished, uh, yeah. I, what, what was this? The boys. I finished the boys. Oh, wow. what'd you think of that? Oh my God. I'll say I, I was I Jesus was really Christ, Bill. Will you will you like not admit that on fucking a podcast? <laughs> Come I, on, finished, man. I finished the boys so fast. <laughs> <laughs> so you had the double hold barrel. Huh? You go to Notre Dame. 
spent a little time in the barrel, a little time out of the barrel. Whatever I got to do for the boys. You know what I mean, boys? Um, <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, so I finished the television show on Amazon Prime called The Boys. Uh, and it Bad. was... It was fantastic. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, I, w- I was, I like, I don't know. I, I wasn't thrilled with the ending. I don't want to say a lot. Ooh. Um, I loved the ending. The ending was great. I thought it was awesome. <clears throat> it sets it up perfectly for the next season. It's fantastic. So that that's the thing is I, I was kind of, I was kind of, I don't know why, but I was expecting it to be like a, a self-sustained story. Like it was going to wrap up and be done. And that was not at all. So, like, I'm looking forward to the next season because season one was so good. I just wasn't expecting it to be a cliffhanger at the end of season one, which not thrilled about. So you don't like flip the game. You don't like good film. Well, I mean, usually films don't end in cliffhangers, John. Hey, don't tell George Lucas that. Except for the movie Cliffhanger. (laughs) 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 Good point, Tim. Good point. <laughs> Valid point. Yeah. Uh, There's a movie we should probably do at some point, by the way. Oh, uh, we're going to have a still That movie's pile of trash. <laughs> yeah. Tim, you're the only thing that balances Dream Crusher out. <laughs> what? I don't even know what this means. Tim doesn't even know what it means. <laughs> uh, yeah, have, you haven't listened to the most recent episode, right, Tim? No, no, not nope. yet. Uh, so, okay. Yeah, so Bill, Bill's new name is Dream Crusher. That's me. Oh, Bill. And it's an appropriate name. Bill's crushed many of my dreams. <laughs> he what just I'm wasn't able to get a hold of my. He wasn't able to get a hold of my best hitter in the world dream. You know, <laughs> Tim, I, about it. I worked on that as much as I could, but you you just held on to that one as as tight as you could. Good good for you. You you made it last. It was the only thing from keeping me from falling off the cliff, Bill. <sighs> I know. I was so close. So close. <laughs> you were so, you were so close. <laughs> Uh, what are you okay. watching, Max? <laughs> um, I'm going to say I watched uh, When They See Us, which is a Netflix miniseries about the Central Park Five. Something every American should probably know about, but it is extremely hard to watch and very frustrating. And uh, my white guilt was at an all-time high watching fucking Rudy. Yeah. yeah that's the Central Park Five, Max. <clears throat> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're not, no, 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 we're not. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, no. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. I think there's about 50 of them probably out here right now. All right. Um, Anything else you guys want to cover before we get out? Uh, I was just going to recommend that maybe because of all the the band music that we get to see at the end of this, that maybe next week we could do Drumline as our next football movie. I thought that'd be a good football movie. I don't think so, Bill. Oh, no. No, No, this this season's over, Bill. Come on, guys. Drumline? No. No. Next week's going to be October, Bill. So it, maybe it could be something that Drumline fits, uh, aligns with? No. Damn it. All right, well, that wraps up Rudy. Uh, this also concludes our football month where we watch two movies because next week is October, and that means we're going to be diving into a month full of scary Halloween-themed movies. So make sure you buy some adult diapers because it's going to get spooky. I hate scary movies. Tim, Tim is like a pants. Movies either. Exactly. No That's when you need to get your diapers. Let's watch VHS. <laughs> Di- your diapers. <laughs> oh, we're not watching VHS. Fucking scared the shit out of me. Also, oh, if you guys like the show, please rate and review on iTunes or whatever other you know podcast forms you listen to. Also, tell uh, your friends about us. You can also follow us on all the social medias by clicking on the link at the description box of this episode. And that wraps up this show. So remember. 
If uh, you're white enough, you can achieve anything you put your mind to in America. And if you're not, I don't know what to tell you. We're going to add an asterisk to that, and it has to be in 1970. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. in a conference because they can't compete in one. Look at They haven't won a game of any significance. In about 85 years, cause they all suck. Bop, bop. You know what I, 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 forgot, I forgot to mention is, have you guys seen the KFC commercials with Sean, um, Sean Astin recently? No. Oh my God. Recently? Yeah, they're amazing. So he, because you know how now Sean Astin is like, he's fucking fat. No, I did not know that, but I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Oh, well, I mean, you need to watch uh, Stranger Things, Bill, because he's very fat in that. But, oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Which I'm also surprised we didn't have any Demi Dogs jokes on this episode. But uh, the KFC commercial is like him doing Rudy all over again. It's him like running onto the field, but he's just fat as shit. <laughs> he's trying to dress up as Carl Sanders. <laughs> it's hilarious. He's like, that I can do funny. this. I know I can. I'm going to be the colonel. <laughs> that is pretty funny. I laughed harder than I should have watching that commercial for the first time. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.